are blessed today not only for the privilege of meeting together, um, but also of being led today by one of our own. Um, Jeff Gardner is here, and if you don't know Jeff, Jeff was youth pastor twice, am I correct? Yeah, I counted as twice. Uh, twice at Westmead years ago before God called him to where he currently serves at First Baptist Church in Trustful. And uh, he's worn about just about every hat at First Baptist Trustful. Uh, but Jeff is uh, an awesome guy. I, I, he is one of my superheroes. I want to be just like him when I grow up. Uh, and hopefully if I get called into ministry, I want to do it like he's doing it. And I'm not even being sarcastic. Man is an awesome, awesome, godly man. And I'm thankful to call him my brother in Christ Jesus. And today, as he brings the word, church... For the first time in this pulpit, you will hear from Dr. Jeff Gardner. That's right. What's about? Was that a year ago? It wasn't that long ago he got his doctor. So it is such an honor. Uh, and for me, one of the most special things is knowing that we have the privilege of being his home church. Uh, of seeing the investment that many of you made in his life growing up and to, to see what God's doing with it. So I give glory to God today. Uh, for, for Jeff being here and what he's going to share. I want to pray for us, and then I'm going to turn it over to him. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the privilege of hearing from your word today, gathered in this place as a family. Whether we gather in this service or in the 1030 service, we are one family because of Christ Jesus. And God, we thank you for that privilege. And God, this morning as you impart your word to us, God, I pray that your spirit would fall on Jeff. God, that, that his obedience would be uh, celebrated by your presence this morning. And God, when we leave here, we know that we have met with you and heard from you through your servant and through your word. Be glorified by everything that is said and done in this place, God, that when we leave here, we will only remember the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for my brother, Jeff. Thank you for a church that invests in the future by pouring into young people and seeing your faithfulness and their fulfillment to following after you and serving you mightily. In your name we pray. Amen. morning. It is good to be home. I've written about 20 different introductions to this thing because there's a lot of, it's like, maybe we're just going to say thank you over and over and over. Because there are so many people in this congregation, in the history of of Westmead Baptist Church that's made a huge difference in my life. But I know I would leave somebody out because there are so many people. They say that I have to have your attention grabbed in the first couple of minutes or I lose you and you pull out your phone and you start scrolling through social media or you start to check the scores. Oh wait, there's no scores to check right now. Or maybe if you're really bored, you start making your grocery list. Jennifer, we need some coffee, okay? Um, I I, I can't say enough thank you. you're about to check out because I haven't grabbed your attention yet two things you need to know Jesus loves you more than he he loves you so much that he sent his one and only son to purchase you and to redeem you and to bring you back to a right relationship with him and the second thing if you're not following after him with everything you got you're missing out you're not living your best life Justin was so kind and saying a lot of stuff about me. It's all lies. But I am living my best life. It might not be the way that I had planned it, but it's what God 
and what Jesus has set for me. In John chapter 10, verse 10, it says, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came so that we could have life and have it abundant. And if you're following after Jesus, that's what you're going to get. It might not be the car, it might not be the big house, but it is abundant and it is awesome. And it is full of purpose and it's full of meaning. And today, I want to help all of us try to reconnect. We live in a crazy world right now. It is messed up on so many different fronts. And the church, we're at a pivot, we're at a crossroads. What worked here at Westmead Baptist when I was a kid, and I'm so thankful for all the things that happened when I was a kid in this place, probably aren't going to work. There's a couple of things I think that there's some shifts that have to be made so that the church can capitalize on this moment. One of those things is discipleship has to be the purpose and mission of the church. We have to shift from programs to presence. Programs worked awesome when I was 15, 100 years ago. I'm a product of programs. But today, people aren't coming here because they have to or because they're supposed to. So we have to figure out how we can be present outside of these walls. A second shift that, depending on your language, depending on how your church talks about it, you call things, you call Sunday morning gatherings in your small groups, you call them Sunday school. Sunday school is crucial. Sunday school is awesome. I love Sunday school. I love getting together, and I love learning from the Bible from somebody smarter than me. I love Sunday school. People aren't just coming to Sunday school. So we've got to figure out how we can shift from Sunday school to, to the word, just to the idea, the concept of biblical community. Okay, some of you checked out because Sunday school is your thing. Okay, I get it. I love Sunday school. I love 915 at Sunday morning in Trustful and all my people coming to see, well, they're not seeing me right now because they're staying at home watching it on, online. I haven't been able to gather with my, with my friends, with those I love, with those who know me on Sunday morning. So today we're going to try to talk and try to capture the, make the most of where we're at, okay? So if you've got your Bible, um, turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. That's where we're going to be for the, for the majority of our message today. As you're turning there, I just kind of want to remind us of some things. Even though we're more connected now than we've ever been, we're more connected via Facebook, we're more connected via Insta Instagram. It was, it's been awesome, the few of you that I've got to talk to this morning. Hey, Jeff, I've seen your kids. They're growing up so fast. I'm like, you ain't seen my kids in years. Jeff, I follow. Yeah, you see them on social media. 
And Grace is beautiful, I think. She's sweet. Drew is tall and fun. Yeah, you've watched them grow up via social media. But these, these, these are false. You don't know my kids. You know my mom. You know my dad. They're awesome. But it's been a while since you've been around me. All of this social media doesn't necessarily mean we're connected. And today I want to help us connect. Help us to try to un, maybe take off some masks physically and emotionally, relationally, so that we can experience true biblical community. I was sitting in my office one day during the pandemic or whatever this crazy thing is that we're in. And it was the receptionist. She said, hey, Jeff, there's, a, um, there's an emergency call on, on this line. Can I transfer it to you? I was like, yeah, bring it on. I, I love walking with people when they're going through crazy stuff. And the young lady, her name, let's change her name real quick. Her name was Susan. She said, hey, Jeff, this is Susan. And she's in tears. I'm, I mean, she's losing it. I'm like, hey, Susan, how you doing? She's like, Jeff, this was just after the riot started happening. And she was like, Jeff, our world is messed up. I'm like, yes, ma'am, it is. It is messed up bad. She's like, Jeff, I don't know what to do. I'm like, well, what have you been doing all day? She says, I've been watching the news. How long have you been watching the news? Since breakfast. It was 3 o'clock. No wonder she was a basket case. She hadn't been around people. She hadn't been outside. She hadn't been around the people that love her. She'd been disconnected from everything. Have another friend. We'll say his name is Steve. I don't know why we're going with Sharon and Steve, but that's what we're going with today. Steve is super successful. Got a beautiful wife, beautiful kids. Everything's tracking good. But right now, he's not able to chase the American dream. He's not able to, to go to work. He's not able to do all. And his, his world is coming undone. Because all the things that we think are awesome, all the... How many of you think we, that you were in control before? It, March the 1st. How many of you thought things were under, you, were, you had control March the 1st? Okay, I, I, thought, I thought I did. And then this happened. Ain't none of us got control. But there is somebody that is in control, and his name is Jesus. So just trust him. All right, that was a whole different side note. Chris. Chris is another friend. Chris lost a, a son. Chris was like, hey, Jeff, what if nobody comes to my 10-year-old's funeral? I said, dude, I know you very well. You are a personality. You are this. You are that. They're going to be there. And I watched people come to Chris's house. And carry him. Chris is a big offensive line coach. 
He's a big old dude. When he gives you a hug, it's a good hug. That was one of the reasons I was excited about coming home when Justin called me. He said, Jeff, you come, can you come and speak? I'm like, man, I get to hug so-and-so, and I get to see so-and-so, and I get a handshake. No. Elbow bump, air high five. We all need community. My friend Steve, my friend Sharon, and my friend Chris. All need community, and you do too. God, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, he made this whole beautiful creation. Everything's good. Duck-billed platypus, good. Giraffe, good. Um, stars, sky, good, 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 good. Everything's good. And then what happens? He looks at man. Man's sitting all by himself. He's like, that ain't good. It is not good for us. To... God wired us to be in community. God wired us to be connected to other people. We are social beings. We aren't social media beings. We are social beings. We need each other. We need the hug. We need the high five. We need the shake, the handshake. Okay? Without community, you and I cannot flourish. I cannot be the best me if I don't have people in my life. You can't be the best you if you don't have other believers in your life speaking truth into your life, holding you accountable. You and I need community. We are truly better together. Community, community to me is a huge deal. So let's see what the Bible has to say about community. In this passage, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, Paul is writing to this church. Paul's just come out of Philippi, if I remember right, and he's... He's been beat up. He's been persecuted. He's, people have been after him. And so he went to Thessalonica to look for it. Maybe a new group to kind of um, encourage him and support him. But at the flip side of that, he wants to encourage them to help them be all that God wants them to be. He's trying to help them to stay true to the gospel. Hey, you've got to do this. Hey, you've got to live this way. Hey, you've got to keep reading First Thessalonians. There's some really good stuff on how to just follow Jesus. How to live in this culture. But this is what the Word of God says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. You know, brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not without results. We had previously suffered and been treated outrageously in Philippi, as you know. But with the help of our God, we dared to tell you his gospel in the face of strong opposition. For the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people, but we are trying to please God who tests and knows our hearts. You know, we never used flattery, nor do we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. Verse 6. We were not looking for praise from people, nor from you or anyone else. Even though as apostles of Christ, we could have asserted our authority. Instead, we were like young children among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. I want to read verse 8 to you again. So we cared for you because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Surely you remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and hardship. We worked hard night and day. We worked hard night and day. Time out. 
you got an awesome church staff. Okay? I love them. I've worked with some of them. They're great. They're cool. They're awesome. Right now, being a leader stinks. Right now, you don't win. There's, there, people are mad at us at First Baptist because we've got to wear a mask. We don't got to wear a mask. We've got to clean. We don't clean. We can't have small groups. We can't have Sunday school. We can't do nothing. We make a decision. Somebody's ticked off. I don't know what's going on here. Justin's only said that things are good. But I know. How about if you're one of those people, and I don't know who you are, instead of shooting the email, why don't you get on your knees and pray for your team? Because they're working their tail off to try to figure out how to manage this. Okay. Paul said he worked and toiled. Your staff is working and toiling, so just pray for them. Okay. Verse 10. Now let's read verse 9 again, just so we remember. Surely remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and hardship we work night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preach the gospel to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy and righteous and blameless we are among you, you who believed. Verse 11. For you know that we dealt with each of us as, father, as a father deals with his own children, encouraging and comforting and urging you to live lives worthy of the God who calls you to his kingdom and glory. So what is community? Here's my definition of what community is. Community is doing life with other people centered around the person and work of Jesus Christ. Community is doing life with others centered around the person and work of Jesus Christ. If you're just getting together with your Sunday school class or your small group and all you're talking about is fill in the blank, probably missing out on what true community is now i'm not saying it's wrong to talk about auburn football war eagle some of you just checked out again can't believe you said that and whatever some of you it's okay to sit there and talk about your grandkids and how awesome they are or your kids it's great to talk about the vacation but if we as christians don't turn the conversation to the person and work of jesus with each other, how in the world are we going to turn the conversation to Jesus to somebody who doesn't know him? If you can't talk about Jesus with those who love Jesus, you can't talk to people about Jesus who don't know Jesus. So when you're in your small group, turn the conversation from football or the pandemic or the stupid mask I have to wear and talk about Jesus. Gospel community is doing life with other people centered around the person and work of Jesus Christ. Some of you right now might not know who the person and work of Jesus Christ is. Let me just tell you real quick. God made this amazing world, and humans messed it up. We won't go into whose fault it was, Adam or Eve's. I think it's Adam's. He wasn't doing what he was supposed to do because the serpent snuck up, and I think it's Adam's fault. That's just me. He doesn't say the first Eve. He says the first Adam, Okay. Sin enters the world. Hear all this story of how God pursues and God's chasing humanity and the rules and the laws and the this and the that. And, the, and that just doesn't work. Not because of God, but because of us. So he sends his one and only son, Jesus, to die. Because you and I are all sinners. And all of us need to be redeemed. All of us need to be purchased. All of us need to be rescued and restored back into this relationship with Jesus Christ. 
when I talk about the person and work of Jesus Christ, the person and work of Jesus Christ is that you were far from God, so he died on the cross so that you could be brought back into a relationship with him. Have you trusted the person and work of Jesus Christ as your Savior? Not just your Savior, but as your Lord. Some of you might be sitting here, you, you trust all the systems. You trust Sunday morning. I remember growing up, we used to get those envelopes, check all the boxes. Present, check. Brought your Bible, check. Stole your brother's money so you could put it in your envelope, check. Witness to somebody. Lied and checked that one too. Some of us trust the system. We think we're good because we're here. The only thing that makes you good, the only thing that makes you right, is the person of Jesus Christ, and you have got to trust him. So that's the person and work of Jesus Christ. Community's hard. Okay? Here's some, here's some things that community does for us. Community means that we are not alone. Right now, our world, people feel more alone than they've ever felt. Suicides are up. Depression is up. All the negative stuff is up. People need community. It's not good for us to be by ourselves. We need community because someday the... the Someday you're going to get bad news. You're going to get the phone call from the doctor. You're going to get the coroner knocking on your door. And you can't make it if you don't have community. Community helps us carry each other's burdens so that we can make it. I'm here today because you, at one time, were my community. I didn't commit suicide. I didn't quit. I kept going because you loved me. Community matters. Community also helps us to defeat our sin. All of us struggle with something. Three people right here, they know my struggles. On the way up here, I asked Jennifer, I was like, why are you mad? It was a fun morning at the gardener house trying to get from trustful to here. One of the kids woke up a little bit late, got in the shower a little bit late, stayed in the shower a little too long. I was ticked. Jen goes, I, I just don't know when you're going to be mad. Oh, cut hurts. I still struggle with my temper. If you ever watch me play RA basketball, still got those same issues. But people hold me accountable, people ask me. I don't know what your sin is. But you can't beat it. If you're trying to fight it by yourself. If you're trying to beat an addiction. If you're trying to beat a habit. If you're trying to quit gossiping. If you're trying. If you're trying to quit gossiping and your friend's problems gossip. Don't get a new partner. Okay. Whatever it is you're struggling with. Somebody needs to know about it. So they can ask you, how you doing? How's the addiction? How's the temper? 
How are the words that you say in? How's your attitude toward that coworker been? Have you been nice to your wife? Community holds us accountable. So we need community. There are several other reasons in the Bible, and we're just going to list those real quick. We need community so we can pray for each other. One of my best friends right now, his name is Spencer Jones. He's the youth guy at our place. He sent me a text last night. Jeff, I'm praying for you tomorrow. I hope being at home is good. Exclamation point. I got to have people praying for me. If we aren't community, we don't have people praying for us. Community also helps us to beat sin, get a, get, helps us make it through life, helps us to carry each other's burden, helps us to stay accountable. Community is just huge. We've got to have it. But there's some obstacles to community. One of those obstacles right now is individualism. Our culture tells us, just be yourself and do your thing. It don't matter who you hurt or how you do it, just be you. Our American mindset Pull yourself up by the bootstraps and just get it done. No, we need people to walk with us. Another obstacle to community is the masks that we wear. Now, all of us have our masks. David's got his Auburn one. I saw that one. Where you go? That's good. I saw a Georgia one. I'm like, I don't think that works. But those masks... aren't the ones that really hurt community. This is the mask that hurts community. It's Sunday morning. At our place, we start about 9.15. People start rolling on the campus at 9 o'clock. This is the perfect mask. Hey, how you doing? We're walking up to church. It's Sunday. How you doing? I'm good. I'm blessed. When was the last time you said, man, today stinks? Man, I snapped. Man, I'm ticked. Man, I messed up. Nobody ever says that at church. It's like, hey, I'm good. Good to see you. Hi. How are you? We put on these masks, and people never see that we struggle. People never see that we hurt. Community is supposed to help us encourage each other, help us to challenge each other, help us to be all that God wants us to be. I love to listen to thunder. It's just good. Some other obstacles that we have today, there really is a physical mask. There really are some boundaries. Hey, six feet apart, stay away. And there are some people in here, there are some people online, that that boundary is real. That boundary, they're not getting close to people, and I get it. It's okay. But if this keeps up much longer, I believe that those depression numbers, those suicide numbers, those feeling aloneness numbers are going to continue to go up. So we've got to figure out something. 
How are we going to make community happen? I don't want to do another Zoom meeting ever in my life. Zoom is great for meetings. It's not good for community. It's not good for me to Hey, David, it's good to see you on the screen. Do you know that 30-year-old people, people that are 30 30 years old and under, have spent more time with the screen than they have with an individual? That's whack. Teenagers and 20-year-olds don't even know how to flirt anymore. So we've got to get creative. Every church is different. Okay? I know that Sunday school classes are about to start rolling here, and I'm so excited. To me, that's awesome. At First Baptist, we're having to be a little bit slower in that. Okay? Because we have a Sunday school class at 8, 9.30, and some other time I never go to, 10.45. And so we can't physically turn a room over every place in every classroom when we start. Because that room will have three different groups in it. And our cleaning staff, an army of volunteers can't do it fast enough. So we're having to be creative in how we make Sunday school happen. Every church is different, and I know your team has struggled and prayed and tried to figure out what works. Some of you might be saying, hey, Jeff, I'm not coming back. Okay. Don't stay alone. Be creative. Since the pandemic hit, we've had this group. It's probably our oldest group of ladies that meet at First Baptist Church Trustful. They bring their lawn chairs. I don't even know how they get out. I don't even know why they're driving. How are they still... Okay, sorry. They get their lawn chairs out. They found this shade tree on our property, and they've been meeting there every Sunday morning. Since this thing went down, they have been creative. My small group. I have a group of... Jen and I host a small group in our house every Thursday night. And we were doing Zoom, and it was awesome for about four weeks. Even game night was pretty fun. We figured out how to do that. And then they're like, Jeff, we miss y'all. We miss each other. So Jennifer, because she's brilliant, I'm not. She said, hey, why don't we do this thing in the parking lot at the park? Everybody stay socially distant and just back up and bring your own food, and we're just going to hang out. And it was so good. So figure out how to be creative. Other things that we need to do to have community. Start by building trust. Take off your emotional and relational mask. People need to know you struggle. People need to know you hurt. People need to know that you're alone. Reciprocal of that is let other people do the same things. Let them know that it's okay to be scared. Let them know it's okay to be alone. Let them know that you're with them. Let them know that you care for them. Let them know that you, you want to walk with them. Another thing that we can do to just try to make this thing work. Turn the conversation 
to Jesus. If you're just sitting there talking about the numbers being up today, or I can't wait because baseball might be starting soon. Let's go Braves. If that's all you're talking about and you never turn the conversation to Jesus, you will never experience true community. Because I'm telling you, I have an awesome mom and dad. I have an, a, a wife, I still don't know what she was smoking when she said yes. I have two great kids. I love my, I love them. But they are so pale compared to my Savior. And if I just sit and talk about them, you miss the most important thing about me. And that's that Jesus Christ came, left the glories of heaven and died on the cross. And I should never get over what he did. If your small group isn't talking about that, if your Sunday school class ain't talking about that, maybe you've gotten over what Jesus has done, which, whoa, that's scary. Or maybe you've never even experienced it. So this is my challenge. This is how we'll land the plane. Figure out some way to be creative. To connect with community, biblical community. And this week, when you make the phone call to that person who's not not being not coming out, who's afraid, ask how they're doing, ask how the family's doing. Hey, how can I pray for you? And then why don't you just pray for them right there on the phone? It's an easy way to turn the conversation to Jesus right there and then. Hey, Jesus, maybe. Give them a Bible verse. Make, tell them what Jesus is teaching you in the middle of all this. John chapter 13. This is why I think community is so important. A new command I give to you. Love one another, Jesus said. As I have loved you, you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. I believe. That if we figure this thing called community out with depressions going up, suicides going up, with people's aloneness going up, people are craving relationships. And if they see that you and I can be brothers and sisters and I love you regardless of our political difference or our racial differences or our financial differences, I believe that if we love each other, and people see that, they're going to want in on what we got. I believe that our greatest witness is going to be how we treat each other and how we love one another. Jesus said, they're going to know that you're my follower because the way that you treat each other. And if we're not talking to each other, if we're isolated from each other, if we're not connected to each other, if we're not experiencing community together, they will never know. Satan has a plan. And I'm not saying that Satan can use what's going on right now to isolate you and hurt our witness. Don't let Satan win. Connect to your community. Be creative. Take off your mask. Love one another so that people will want in on what you got. I want to close by prayer. If you would, just close your eyes and bow your head.
We'll have staff on the left and right so you can talk to them if there's something going on. Maybe today's the day you want to ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Maybe today is the day that you make First Baptist, I mean Westmead, your home. But right there where you're at. You need to commit to community. You need to make that small group happen. You need to make that Sunday school class happen. You need to show up. You need to speak up. You need to take off your mask. So right there, what do you need to do to do life with others centered around the person and work of Jesus Christ? Right there where you're at, just say, hey God, thank you for the people in my life that matter. God, thank you for my community. God, thank you for my Sunday school class. Thank you for my fellow believers that love me. God, help me to improve our biblical community. God, use me this week to encourage. Use me to challenge. Use me to support my community my Sunday school class God use me this week to turn the conversation toward the person and work of Jesus Christ dear Heavenly Father I thank you for sending your one and only son Jesus to die in my place God I'm a messed up dude and I need a savior God, if there's somebody here that doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, I pray that the Holy Spirit work. God, I pray the Holy Spirit move. God, I pray that the Holy Spirit do what what the Holy Spirit does and draw somebody closer to you today. God, I pray for Sunday school classes that are starting next week. God, I pray that it um, recharges and re-energizes us so that we can love you and love the world the way that you want us to do that. God, I thank you for Justin and his team. God, continue to use them. Help them as they work and toil to try to figure out how to preach the gospel the best way they can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I stand, church. I stand
family. You can grab a seat real quick. Uh, I want to say thank you to Jeff. Jeff, welcome home, brother, and thank you for leading us in the Word. I'm so thankful for you and your ministry, and thankful that Westmead gets to be a part of that. So thank you, and, and good to have your, the family here. I'm sorry I didn't recognize y'all at the beginning, but we always start our services with welcome home and welcome home. We're glad you guys are here. Um, when Jeff and I were talking uh, for the past several months of kind of where we're headed today, I said, man... We're going to be right after 4th of July, and we're going to be trying to launch Sunday school on July 19th. He said, man, I, I know what God wants me to talk about. And just want to encourage you that next Sunday, um, we are going to try to relaunch Sunday school and be a part of this community. Uh, if you look in the inside of your, your bulletin, um, there is a list of classes um, who will be gathering next week. We know that not all classes are ready to gather yet, and we support them in that. And uh, we want the teachers and the classes to make the decisions that are best for them. Uh, And and we're going to be patient because not everybody's ready to to gather in person, and that's okay. Um, If you are uh, and your class is not gathering, uh, we invite you to, in the meantime, uh, link up with another class if you're ready for something like that. And when your class resumes, then go back to your class uh, and be a part of the community that you've invested so much of your time in. But those, uh, that information is in your bulletin. It'll probably change a little bit this week. Um, we're still waiting to gather some more information from some of our teachers. So next Sunday, we'll have a full list printed, uh, and we'll have it available on the app this week as well. So you'll have that information. Uh, so continue to pray about Sunday school and the opportunity for that. And if you're ready, that's great. If you're not, that's great. Um, We pray for each other and we stand by and support one another. Amen? We better be. We're a church family. And uh, we we move together when God leads each one of us individually as we move together. Um, One more thing I want to share with you before we dismiss this morning. Um, We got the troubling news uh, that happened last night. Nancy Moore's youngest daughter, Mindy, her husband passed away. Uh, last night very unexpectedly and uh, I share that with you for you to be praying for Nancy and her family Um, my first thought was a lot of your first thoughts you know now they're having to repeat the process uh, of being going through something so tragic so young so please be in prayer for Miss Nancy and her family during this time Uh, reach out to them uh, and love them let's be the church Um, and other people around us as Jeff pointed out other people around us that are hurting They need the church to be the church, to point them to Jesus. So let's be faithful to the Lord as he is faithful to us. It's so good to see you, Jeff, again. Thank you. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the day.